What's up, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls Pod presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Mm-hmm. Big Dave here is at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. Where is Will? There he is in the magic Brazilian Yay! bubble. Will the go godly at Won't godly on Twitter. We are at CHO underscore Bulls. Follow the team account. Can I Working our way from four to 6,000. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, I, I completely forgot I told him what I was doing at 5,000 that I got to wear this Tigers and Tukes oh, outfit yeah. at five. Um, Happening. Yeah, I, will, I will do it. I won't say it won't be happily. I'll do it, but I will definitely do it and sit here for an entire hour. But I wanted... I wanted to say something, and I was going to bring it up because I thought we were going to be in A. Mm-hmm. But next time we're in A, I want to see this. I don't know if you all have noticed, and I'm only mentioning it because it's, it's become a pattern. But at around 3.30 or about 3.40, you know, there's a guy that comes out of his condo every day. Mm. Oh, and walks along. Without a, without a shirt without on. Without a shirt on, smoking no a cigarette. Smoking a cigarette. Is this the first you're seeing of this guy? No, I, no it's not my first time. I'm saying I was just making sure it was a pattern but before have I you sat ever, here and brought this up. So, yes, we usually on the Bulls show don't always get a get a notice. He's always out. Yeah. I'm surprised that this is the first time we've talked about it on this podcast yes. because on other shows, it's like he's a, he's a minor recurring character. <laughs> So he's, it's he, not just He's there. He's there all the time. Uh-huh. I've never seen him wearing a shirt. Never. Not once. Or without it's, it's a cigarette. It's a naked guy hand. from Friends. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Hey, man. It's summer. If you don't want to wear a shirt, don't wear a shirt. I'm not Y'all mad are at lucky him. that I've worn a shirt for every episode Listen, of last He's in his months. house. Like, he can do what he wants. You know what I'm saying? I don't care that he does. It's just, it's funny. And that's the only reason I'm bringing it up because it's like clockwork. You can set your watch to it around every time he comes out. So, when he comes out again, I'm going to draw attention to this next time we'll be here in the studio. Man. He, he was out there even when we had the tornado warning. <laughs> he was out there, no shirt. No. He is a trooper. He was, he's just trying to get a good view of the tornado, man. It, just never Learned shirt. nothing from the movie Twister, never shoes. apparently. Yeah. And he's never out there for more than five minutes. Like It's always quick. It's either a phone call or he's sitting there or a cigarette. Never more mm-hmm. than five minutes. Will, I can't wait for you to get back so you can see this as well. I actually have seen it. I do remember that from, uh, you may not remember this, Dave, but I was in the studio for a short period of time this summer, and I Will, do remember. Will was here. Can you believe that? <laughs> Will was here. I have no recollection of that ever happening. Yeah, I shouldn't ask Matt, because Matt's more upset about it than I am. So. <laughs> I do remember in the dead of summer heat when I was trying to, like, peel my back off of the chair <laughs> oh. that was just glued from all the sweat. I remember yeah. looking over my right shoulder and seeing him. Seeing this young man, yeah, I, I, I need a name for him now. I got to get him some. What do you? The bald headed menace. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That name has already been yes. taken, Joey. He's not a minute. He's just living his life. He's living his bet life over there. So he's he's doing all right. But we'll, I we'll, come up we'll, think, we'll think of something. Yeah. We'll um, think of something. All right, we don't have any more time to talk about the shirtless guy that hangs out on the roof. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about this Bulls official full 82, 22-23 season schedule that just got dropped yesterday afternoon. And then after that, we're going to talk about another team in the East and their offseason moves. We're talking about the Cavs today. Ooh. You know that because I'm wearing my Joaquin Cleveland t-shirt. <laughs> um, so, gentlemen, let's dive right in. Joey, let's take a look at the first couple of months here in the schedule. What jumps out to you guys when you look at that first couple of weeks in October leading into November when you look at this schedule? Uh, for me... I was first of all, I was just very happy, <laughs> like when I saw it, because I'm like, "Oh, schedule time, yay!" Um, but the honest answer was the times. 
Because I was like, oh, man, there are quite a few 630 games here. And I was pretty excited about that. Not going to lie to you. I was like, hey, that's from 630. That means we can get out of here a couple five o'clocks. I'm, I'm with all of that. Uh, I like that. But the back-to-back uh, with Toronto jumps out at me. I'm always interested in back-to-backs. And the Bulls have, I think, two of them uh, in this schedule. We'll get into a little bit later, the other one. But, yeah, the back-to-back, it stands out to me because the game before that, you're playing at Boston, and then you're going to Toronto, and then you got Toronto again at home, and then you play New Orleans, and then you play Denver. Like, for me, that's a nice little gauntlet right there. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Because we're talking – New Orleans is, is going to be an issue now, Will. I mean, because they got Zion back, and then you got C.J. McCollum. You know what I mean? And you got Brandon Ingram. So, And you got uh, – I forget who was the rookie that was whooping everybody ass last year. Jones. Oh, uh, yeah. You got him in there, and then you got G, uh, Grand Theft uh, Arturo out there. So, you know, Matt's guy. And, yeah, so they're going to be uh, interesting. So it's, that's a heck of a – Nice little chunk of games for the Bulls, man. And a back-to-back within that kind of just stood out for me, Will. Were you, were you talking about Jose Alvarado just now? Yeah. What yeah. I call him? Arturo? Arturo. Yeah. Same thing. Dude, uh, Will, you remember when we saw him on that Vegas casino floor when we were out there for Summer League? Yeah, he's shorter than I am. You're the one who spotted him. I like. I was scanning the casino floor, my eye line and above, looking for NBA players. And you're like, oh, we just walked past Jose Alvarado. And you I was just like, what? Will, you just called yeah. Will short? It was like... <laughs> it was like Eric Spolstra and Karan Butler walking behind him. Right, like, yeah. Looking as tan as somebody could possibly look. <laughs> oh, like yeah. a giant chain. Hanging out on Riley's like, really yacht all summer. Through the Aria uh, casino floor. And then right behind him was just like Jose Alvarado walking around, looking like a normal person, normal height. It was hilarious. But um, in terms of the schedule, I really wanted to have like strong feelings about it. But the first thing that really pointed or that really I noticed was like, there aren't very many teams that are trying to be bad or that are just going to be bad this year. Um, I don't know if that's a product of the play in tournament or just like four or five or six teams, maybe going all out to tank for Wembenyama. But like the beginning and the end of this schedule is really insane. I mean, you start off with Miami, Boston, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, uh, you know, Boston again, Toronto, Toronto, New Orleans, Denver, all with like in the first month of the season. Yeah. Um, I think I pointed this out in my column from today, just sort of giving my thoughts on what the schedule looked like, but they play uh, 10 of their 15 total games against the top four teams in the East from last year in the first half of the season. So 10 of 41 games in the first half of the season against the teams that they went one in 14 against last year. So super tough first half of the season. Um, and then it dies down a little bit in January and February. Hopefully they can start to gobble up some wins there and make up some ground. And again, just a gauntlet to end out March and April. Very similar to what we had last year. So not an easy schedule. I know they also have like, I think the the most amount of back-to-backs, the most second most travel, um, very few rest advantage games, very many rest disadvantage games so it is kind of like it does feel a little bit skewed but to me at the end of the day it's all just kind of like the schedule every team plays every team the order you know it matters it doesn't matter teams are better than than you thought they would be to start the season teams are worse so it, it may all just come out in the wash but also kind of looks like the bulls are going to be going through it a little bit to start and certainly to finish the season yeah it's definitely a stark difference from last season that was sort of like a nice easy wading into the waters 
and allowed the Bulls to get out to that 4-0 start because the opening of the schedule was pretty soft. Uh-huh. Uh, j- as Old Buckness is saying in the comments, this season, this schedule, baptism by fire. You mentioned the back-to-backs, Will, especially in the early going. That includes you know, that, I- that is included in nine games in their first 15 days of the schedule. Nine in 15. Mm-hmm. You know, that's obviously, you don't have to be a great mathematician to know that's more than every other day for the first three weeks of the schedule. That's a lot. Also... From October 19th, season opener, to November 7th, so just a shade over three weeks, you're playing seven games against East playoff teams from last year. Big Dave, you mentioned the consecutive games against the Raptors. You also play Boston twice. You play Milwaukee. You play Philly. Mm -hmm. You play Miami. Mm -hmm. You play Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's like interesting in a way to be like, okay, it's a bunch of big tests right out of the gate. Yeah. How much will the Bulls have their shit together just from a hopefully good training camp versus how much will those teams have their shit together? Will those games be sloppy because it's the first couple of weeks of the season? They're still right. figuring out how to play. Right. Or will it be elite-level competition right out of the gate? Either way, definitely different from last season. I, but I think you kind of hit on why I, why I like it is now you get those tests early. Yeah. And you get to figure it out early for the Bulls because a lot of things were said about that record. You mentioned that 1-14, Will. A lot of that uh, – was coming on the heels of guys not being there. You know what I mean? Guys being injured, whether it was COVID, whatever you want to call it. So people were kind of leaning on that. Let's remove all that then now. Let's just start y'all fresh. How about everybody coming? How about Zach Levine not have that finger injury or he's not dealing with that knee or anything like that? So let's just get some of this stuff out the way and see exactly where this team stands. So I like that aspect of it because starting your first game of the season is against the Heat. It's your first game of the year in Miami your first yeah. game man like your test is starting early you know what i mean it's a There's shame no that it's a shame that golly's gonna be rooting for a bulls loss in their yeah, season yeah, opener it's tough man it's tough he's gonna be on that but you know you know it's okay you know what i mean we He'll, know where your allegiances really lie well your heart is over there <laughs> over there on jimmy bucket <laughs> beach you? he got How extensions will's gonna go get extensions later <laughs> but i like it though i, I would pay i do to, like this though. i would pay to see that oh i pay good money but I just like it a lot, though. I really do that they get to have these tests out early on while they still have that health. Uh, and hopefully it just continues on because that I think a lot of those things that the Bulls were trying to, to uh, talk about a lot in this offseason, that continuity mm-hmm. and those kind of things, yeah. that stuff is why it's good to see this stuff early. You know what I mean? Because you played together already. Now it's about everybody knowing each other. We know what everybody likes to do. Everybody kind of knows DeMar DeRozan now. You're not going right. to come in, you know, sleeping on DeMar DeRozan. They're going to come in aggressive on DeMar DeRozan. How's Zach Levine going to mm. you know, respond to that? How's Patrick Williams going to respond to that? How's right. Io going to look? Io, like my boy says, Io look like he's starting Creed. Because <laughs> that man is in shape right now. He, he is definitely swole up. So a lot of questions for me will be answered sooner than later, and I like that. Dontavious in the comments real quick saying, agreeing with you, Dave, this is where you see if the continuity choice was the right one. Yeah. NBA testing the Bulls from the jump, and then several people in the comments talking about this makes whether or not Lonzo's ready to go out of the gate even more important when you mm. see the level of competition that they're going to be up against starting in October. That's true. Go ahead, Will. And that's, that's exactly where I was going to go was the Lonzo thing and health. Um, I think – so. Mark and I recorded our episode that will come out tomorrow, and we talked a lot about Lonzo, and it sort of led us into this conversation about continuity and how a lot of that just does depend on Lonzo's health. So I think all those things are tied together. If the Bulls come out of the gate 
Lonzo's not healthy, or maybe even Lonzo is healthy, but not playing his best basketball, if they don't start hot, I mean, what does that say about this whole idea of continuity? At what point do they start to make some tough decisions? Uh, how much do they sit through some of these growing pains? I think it's going to be a really interesting start to the season. I do think they will probably start to find their stride a little bit um, in the sort of January, February time. But, you know, if they're in too deep of a hole by then, that could be that could be trouble. So we'll see how it goes. But certainly a weird sort of off balance schedule in terms of a hard start. Um, and I do like what you're saying, Dave, about, you know, being challenged out of the gates. I just hope they're ready to take that challenge with, you know, health being the big thing as we talk about literally every single day. Uh, all right, let's move to the next portion of the schedule, Joey, if you please. Uh, here is a look at December. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? No, wait, that's January and February. Did we, what happened to December? Oh, did we already have December on the previous screen? Okay. okay. Um, that, like, there's not a lot to grab my attention about December. Uh, just real quick, that is uh, the first of their two games against the Warriors, mm-hmm. December 2nd at Golden State. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in a smack dab in the middle of a big, long road trip yeah. uh, spanning back into November into December. Mm-hmm. Um, would like to see the Bulls play better against the Warriors this season than they did last yes. season because, as I recall, they and got blown out by the Warriors twice last two year. Two times. Yeah. 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 you like to see them play better. Again, like they're the benchmark now. You right. know what I mean? How do you look against the champs? That is the benchmark. So we saw the ass whoopings that happened against them last year. You saw what occurred going forward for the Chicago Bulls. So let's see what it is going against them. Because I can't remember a time in recent years, guys, where we weren't getting our ass whooped by Golden State. That's usually what the trend has been. And them either setting records on us or... Clay Thompson setting records yeah, while he's or, bleeding or having, from the head. Or having cool pictures of Steph Curry, you know, turned around flipping flapjacks and high-fiving people while the ball is in the air about to go into the bucket. So, yeah, that's definitely going to be a, a good test for them. And also through that, again, the back-to-back game that's happening again well, with the New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's coming on the heels of, of a Dallas, Atlanta, two against New York. Then you're going at Minnesota, at Miami, at Atlanta, then back at uh, New Ooh. York. So that's a heck of a, you know what I mean, gauntlet right there too. So again, the Bulls are going to get it early and they're going to get it often. So we're going to find out quickly, Will, what, what it is. Yeah, and the other one that stands out is the late November, early December road trip. That's six games. They're going to face Milwaukee. OKC and Utah will be sort of tankathon games. I think both of those teams are going to be in the Wemby sweepstakes. Right. But then Phoenix, Golden State, and Sacramento, I mean, they're trying to win games. Um, and the Bulls have lost to them before. So none of these games are going to be walkover. As as I kind of mentioned before, I mean, there just aren't very many teams that are not trying to be really good this year, especially early on in the season. The Washingtons, you know, maybe even like the Indianas of the world are going to try to be winning games. Who knows what's going to happen with Brooklyn? Charlotte's going to be trying to win games. So it's just, it's not going to be easy. But again, they have to play every team. They play all the East teams at least three times. They play the West teams twice. That's just kind of how it goes. Uh, okay, now let's move into January, February. This is sort of like the if the bull season is an Oreo cookie, the middle of the season is the nice, soft, creamy center. Ooh, because uh, there are fewer gauntlets, fewer you know games against the real elite teams of the NBA. Yeah. Of course, we have to highlight in January the game against the Pistons on the nineteenth because it's in Paris and. If all goes according to plan and we bug our bosses enough, we'll all be there mm-hmm. watching the Bulls play a game in Paris. Oh, the bugging's going down. It's going to happen. Do I have uh, the Google Flights open right now looking at prices? 
Yes, I do. Yes, you do? <laughs> if yes, the DNVR Nuggets crew gets to be in Serbia right now That's watching Jokic saying. play for his Shout team. Shout out to them for that, by the way. Shout out to them for that. Happy for them. That's awesome. But also, mad jealous, FOMO, <laughs> sent us to Paris. <laughs> Four we games. need some. We need a, a large amount of super chats coming in. I, think I want to, to wear here. a Bulls warm-up track jacket <laughs> and a black beret, yes. just like MJ in Paris in '97. I want to see if I can make the people in Paris believe that Maddis will produce son. <laughs> I want to see if I can do that and and pull that one off right there. I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that game right there. That should be fun. But you're right, Matt. A lot of Catch a lot up. of winnable games. Yeah, a lot of catch-up games uh, yeah. for the Bulls uh, right here. Even though, like, I'm – and like I said, I'm not really worried about all any – there's only three teams in the East I'm really, like, truly concerned about, and that's the top three. Everybody else, I'm like, bring that shit on. It's whatever. Yeah. So they got to – I mean, we got to play them, but they got to play us too. You know what I mean? It works both ways here. So, yeah, but looking at that, you got, a, uh, you got your OKCs in there. You know, you got your Charlotte. You got your Orlando. You got Indiana. Uh, so, yeah, you're going to have time. Utah, as, you, as Will mentioned – uh, isn't going to be as uh, threatening, right. you know what I'm saying, of an opponent. Even though the Bulls, you know, played well against them, but I still remember when, you know, Donovan Mitchell well, it, you know, insane. Mitchell could, Mitchell could still be gone. Yeah, There's still yeah. talk about a deal there with the Knicks. So Yeah, yeah, it's still up in the air, man. But the game I really want to see is the game against the Clippers um, because Kawhi will be back. Kawhi, you know Paul George, Paul John George Wall. Be there. And what John does that Wall. look like? Yeah, exactly. I want to know what that is. I want to know what that looks like. And, yeah, I like to get that question answered because – and then just to see Kawhi actually going against uh, Patrick Williams, who you know he really right. kind of patterns his everything after, including his mannerisms and how he doesn't talk you know, or anything yeah. like that. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see that, man. It's good to see Kawhi back out on Although, I'm a, there's no way it can top the Bulls-Clippers game from late in the regular season this past season. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. my God. We are sitting more. here watching that game, losing oh. our damn minds. That was an awesome, awesome game. Paul George had to come out because he was on that time restriction and everything. And DeMar just the comeback. Ah, ah. The P wasn't there an epic P Will dunk near yes, the it end was. of that game? Yes, after, it was. That was after he'd come back from his injury. Yes, he was. That oh. and one Woo. that DeMar hit, you know what I'm saying? That fadeaway. Oh. Yeah, that what was a, a fun game. one. What a game that was. Uh, yeah. all right. Will, what about you? Any anything about this January stretch of the schedule that sticks out? Uh, aside from the Paris game, I think we should point out the rivalry week that the NBA is doing. I know, Matt, you have you have feelings about this, but basically, I think it's the 24th to the 28th. The NBA is right. implementing these uh, national TV rivalry the 26th, games. 26th, I think. 26th, yes, 26th. Something like that. Um, and, you know, teams are like the Warriors and I don't, I don't actually have it in front of me, but I assume like the Warriors and Celtics will be playing, Warriors, Lakers, or I'm sorry, uh, Celtics, Lakers real like rivalry throwback games. And then they have the Bulls and the Hornets playing on TNT, which is kind of hilarious, but it's also, you know, Lonzo versus LaMelo, assuming, I tweeted this out, I didn't even like mean it any any kind of way, but like assuming Lonzo's back for that, I, I hope he is, I assume so, but you know, you can't really- And I did not care for it. You can't, you can't really know, I mean, a game in I don't wanna, January, I don't get into and you're like, well, I hope Lonzo's back by then. That's just so, <laughs> I do hope he's back. That's just so skeptical and pessimistic of you, and I did not appreciate Will, it. Will, they've been mad at you lately on Twitter. I saw Will talking about uh, Andre Drummond, you know, surpassing oh, Rodman. Oh, having a and better career RPG than Rodman. Why are so about that? He, because he, he knows what he was doing. He knows what buttons he was pushing. I, was, I just thought he was giving the stat to say, hey, look, Drummond is good. That's all I thought he was doing. Don't like, make me throw good. my hat right now. Dude, why were they so mad? Well, I don't understand why they were so mad at you, bro. I really don't. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> I really don't. 
Shane. Besmirching a Bulls legend. He wasn't, he was saying With Drummond's the, rebound numbers. I was just like, uh, he, he was like, what are you yelling at me for? I'm right. It's yeah. a fact. Yeah, <laughs> you hear that thunder roll? That's coming for you, JK. The Blue Angels are practicing for the Aaron Water show. <laughs> I got you, Will. I got you, man. Um, yeah, the, the rivalry thing is dumb. Like, clearly, it's just a, a Lamelo Lonzo thing that the league's trying to play up. And, and if LaMelo stays with the Hornets and Lonzo stays with the Bulls for years and seasons to come, maybe it will turn into something. Maybe this is the start of that. Anyone else? I, like, I saw people, like, I tweeted about it, too, yesterday, saying, like, this isn't dumb. Bulls-Hornets not a rivalry. Some Bulls fans were like, well, you know, MJ owns the Hornets. Not a not thing. Not a rivalry. Not a thing. Yeah. Don't care. I like that right is there. Is he wearing shorts? <laughs> no? Don't care. I like Dontavious right there pointing up there. Funny enough, Lonzo just posted the January schedule on Instagram. <laughs> like he just put I think it that's up. because that's the one that has his picture on it. Well, yeah, it I be. hope that wasn't the Bulls being like, this is when we get Lonzo back. You know, I just like the fact he's putting up anything Bulls related to him playing. Like, I'm just happy with all of that. So, yeah, and again, like he told me when we were in Summer League, says he's fine. That was my exclusive. He told me he was good. So, yeah, I'm taking that to the bank. <laughs> that, was, that was like one of my favorite moments of knowing you. Just we we're walking – on the sideline, trying to go to the media section, Lonzo walks by. Dave's like, "Oh, hey, Lonzo Ball, how you doing?" I'm doing fine. That was great. Adam <laughs> said it's an internal rivalry in Levar Ball's head when it's Bulls Hornets. Um, yeah, I don't think he cares who wins those games. I just think he wants to yeah, be able to be brag there. about his sons. Oh yeah, he'll be there. Uh, he wins. Okay, he wins those games. Oh yes, he, he does. He does. Um, we we still got to go through March. Uh, April. Actually, we still need to talk about at least one more game in February. We'll do that coming up next. We've got to take a quick break here to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by PointsBet. PointsBet Sportsbook is counting down the days until the football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. From now until September 8th, PointsBet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from noon to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Sign up for PointsBet now using that promo code CHGO to a also get those risk-free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not all. If you make $51 or more for a signed deposit, you'll receive a free CHO membership, which unlocks all of our great web content, including that piece that Will the Go Golly dropped last night on allchgo.com, evaluating every nook and cranny of this bull schedule that just got released. Dropped. Plus a free shirt of your choice from the yep. CHGO Merch Locker. Download the PointsBet app today. Use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited time offer. Once the game starts, maybe it's the Bears preseason game tonight. Ooh. Kick off at 7 p.m. Huh? When that game starts, Will, don't just bet. Tell the people what to do. Live your bet life. That's what you do right there. Mm. Mm, yes. Let me tell y'all, man. Everybody is one scoop away you are one scoop away y'all might be more than greatness no you're just one scoop away sir one scoop away that's it that's all you need one scoop away from having better gut health from having your immune system better more energy more recovery and more focus i said one scoop away sir you don't need that no Mm -mm. Mm -mm. you don't need that one scoop no no (laughs) not one sip one scoop not one sip one scoop Mm, I'm gonna get you some, man. We'll see that. Athletic Greens in here. Look at that man, and look at that man in that bubble. You tell mm. me 
who has had their 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods. <laughs> I was just thinking that one. Who's had their probiotics and their adaptogens? Adaptogens. Who had it? It helps you start that day correctly. All right? And it's nice, and it don't cost you nothing, y'all. It's less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit. You know, that's a cold brew. Yeah, yeah, you got what I did? I got a cold See brew over I here. I know, you got a cold brew. Yeah. See what I did? See what I did there? Yeah, thank you. It's cheaper than getting all those different supplements yourself, and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Now, I'm going to go to the GOAT for this question right here, man, because he's all about the Athletic Greens. Will, what's the biggest thing that Athletic Greens has done for you? What's the big change what taking Athletic Greens has done for you, sir? I think it's got to be, number one, the routine. I just love getting my day started with it. I feel like it sets me up on track for the rest of the day. And then just digestion and general gut health. That has been key for me. Mm. What about the adaptogens? Oh, The adaptogens, well, are, they just feed into it. I feel them flowing through my veins at all times. <laughs> coursing, coursing through those veins, y'all. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D and five, two, three, four, fifth, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. That's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance because it's Athletic Greens. Scoop that, you dump that, you shake that, you drink that. Then what you do, Will? You feel that. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Do that there. Mm. <laughs> Tasty and good for you. Uh, all right. Moving to February on the bowl schedule, it's obvious. There's one game that we care about in this month of February. You're telling us it's one game? And it's February 16th. Okay. And we all know why we care about that game why, and that man? game only. Because it's the return of the TNT Bulls. Yes. Oh, look at that beautiful oh. graphic that Joey made for us. It's going down, look at baby. It. I love it. Yes. Oh. Oh, I love for it. For the right first there. time since 2017, the TNT Bull streak will come out of hibernation. Yes. The Bulls host the Bucks on TNT at home on Thursday night. Mm. It's a big the deal. The Bulls from 2012 to 2017. Yes. When they played on TNT at home on a Thursday night, 20 and 0. Yeah. They play the Bucks February 16th, Thursday, home, TNT. Yeah. The TNT Bulls are back, and it's against the Bucks. <laughs> God, I love that. Against who now? The Bucks. <laughs> You know what? To, to if it was seven and zero, you know nine and zero or something no. like that, you're like, okay, maybe you well, know twenty and zero. And it was somewhere I believe thing, around man. the fourteen fifteen season. And in the fourteen fifteen season, they had like five right. of those games. Correct, correct. And they won the first couple. Of, and then somebody I can't remember who, who deserves all the credit for being the first to notice that. Mm. I think was it was like, Jason Pat. Was it or Cody Westerland? Okay, I think you're right. Sounds about right. And because Cody those, those had a great been, tweet yesterday with a breakdown of every win in that span of time. Shout mm -hmm. out to Cody Westerlin. Mm -hmm. um, it's incredible yeah. how that streak is so random yeah. and so beautiful. Yeah. And it never died. No. Never went away, man. It just went dormant. Undefeated from when that streak started until it went dormant. Never lost. 
and, and it's back. And and what's awesome about it is that since it's on TNT, they're not playing trash teams. No, they're you playing know what I'm saying? They're playing legit bucks. straight up squads. So I'm saying those 20 wins. They beat wins, the 2017 Warriors. Come on, man. With Kevin Durant. Who remembers the Heat they held game? Held to like 85 oh. points. Who remembers yeah. that Heat game when, when Rose was gone, when nobody yep. was out there? And Etwan Moore with that. Came in there. I remember everything oh, about yeah. that day. Oh, oh yeah. man, that was a great, great day. I was over at a friend's house. It was a very smoky room. I'll get into it another day. But yes, it was a wonderful, wonderful time, man. It's just a great, 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 great game. It's going to feel good to see that. You know, they're going to have stats galore about that to see Ernie Johnson and Shaq and Kenny and Chuck actually talking about the Bulls. And in my head, they're going to be talking about them positively because I think right. the Bulls are going to be cool at that point. But, yeah, man, it's just great. And going up against Milwaukee, who is a rival, that's a rival. Yeah. Going against them, man, and your boy, uh, Captain Dipshit, is, is going to be great. It's going to be great, Will. I can't uh, wait to see so it. It's a home game. Will, you'll be at the UC covering the game. Of course just he will. Fair warning to you, Dave. I will be intolerable that oh, night. Oh, fair warning to you, Matt. I know this. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be off my rocker. I, I think we need to prepare Joey. I think I think we know what's gonna happen, and we see it. Joe Joey's caught a glimpse, dude. I don't think he's caught. I'll be rooting for that glimpse. regular season win, yeah. like it's the goddamn finals. <laughs> hat throws. Get you a hat throw, Kyle Joey. It should be in. It should be in effect. I take solace in the fact that even if they lose. We will figure out a way to specify the like parameters of this streak even more to keep it alive. Like it's got to be at home on a Thursday on TNT during the regular season. We'll find a way. Maybe it'll be like against East Coast teams only. Who knows? We, even if they lose, it's still it's still going to stay alive. True. Some way or another. But they're going to win. So okay. I, I love this. They're gonna win. We got some predictions. Yep. Niall saying Demar and Zach are going to combine for sixty in that game. Ooh. Vooch is going to give us twenty and fifteen. Come on with it. Meanwhile, Buckness is predicting that I will need to be watching the game in a straight jacket in a padded room. That won't help. You're not wrong. <laughs> eh, it might help. <laughs> won't help. Might help. He'll still be flinging his body about trying to run into things. Man. Um, it's not going to stop that. Okay, so that's the highlight of the February schedule, Joey. Let's move to the rest. The home stretch, March and April. They, this is the other side. This is the Stretch. back end. This is the hard cookie part hey, of the Oreo again. Point Stretch. So they end the season with the Pistons. Yeah. Okay. You got a little bit of a cupcake in game 82 when maybe you're resting players anyway, depending on what the seating situation is. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But going back, starting with the Mavs, game 81, and working your way back all the way until you get to <laughs> Sacramento yep, yep. in late March, yep. middle of March. Every game on that slate is against a team that could very well be fighting for seeding yeah. and playoff bound. Yeah, the one game I don't want to play this late is Memphis. Oh, I don't want to play Memphis this I late. I saw that. I was like, oh, my you God. Saying, right. John, those boys are still going to be playing Dude, 100 miles an hour. He, They already have at least three highlights on the Bulls that just pop up in my head already, and I'm sick of it. Even though I love John, I'm tired of his team doing that to us. So that's going to be an important game. Uh, for the Bulls. Uh, you got that back-to-back -back with the Lakers and the Clippers. You know, even though the Bulls handled that very well out west last time, you got that game going back-to-back. -back. And, you know, you, you got Philly back-to-back, -back, man. Philly back. That's, that's the, that's the part that I noticed. It's like, oh, well, that's man, just mean. Dude. Philly back-to-back. -back. Does anybody else have three back-to-back -back games, you know, on their schedule? I, I really would like to know, but yeah, man, like Philly back-to-back -back is tough because only because you never beat them. So. does it increase the Bulls' chances of finally beating and beating the Sixers? Because if you play them that quickly in succession, 
you might get a good night on one of those two nights. It, it didn't happen last year that way. It did <laughs> so, not happen last year. Yes, it did not go down that way last year, sir. So I, I hope so. I mean, that's all I can do is hope on this one. But it's tough. That's a definite gauntlet for the second year uh, in a row for the Bulls to go through that kind of gauntlet before they finish up the season uh, like that. So, yeah, but bring it on is all I can tell you. Bring it on, bro. Like, we're going to play these games. Go ahead, Will. It's also, like, all the way even beyond that. I mean, they play Houston – or, I'm sorry, they play um, Phoenix and Denver leading into that stretch. So, Phoenix, Denver, Minnesota, Miami, Philly, Philly, Portland, who I think is going to be trying for the playoffs this year, Lakers, Clippers, Lakers, uh, Hornets, Grizzlies, Hawks, Bucks, Mavs. Like, what a brutal stretch to end the year. And I hate, like, I really just don't want this to be the same movie that we watched last year where things are just spiraling out of control and nobody knows what to do or how to, like, turn things around. So hopefully, you know, health will be the answer. You know, we'll see. And maybe they make some moves at the deadline. A lot can happen, but what a tough way to go into the playoffs. I think that really, like, took a toll on them, even just, like, heading into the playoffs, knowing that they weren't playing their best basketball. All right, so there it is. Um, is, I saw some people in the comments earlier predicting a 50-win season. Um, That would be a four-win improvement on last season, given this schedule. Why do we have to play the Celtics four times? Because they're in the conference. Why? No, but you don't play every team in the conference that many times. You're right. It's bullshit. You're right. It's true. I'm like, I would like to file a formal complaint. <laughs> I think you should do that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the Bulls are going to squeeze 50 wins out of this schedule. It's a tough schedule. It's a tough schedule. They have the 12th toughest schedule uh, in the league, according to the numbers, breaking it down. The 12th toughest. So a top 15 tough schedule for the Bulls. Yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. I, I want to see what it is, you know, when, when everybody plays and what the second half of the season, who's going to have the toughest schedule then. For yeah. me, that's what it's going to matter. You know what I'm saying? Who's going to have that toughest schedule uh, for the Bulls then? Because injuries are going to occur for other teams. We know that. You know what I mean? Somebody's going to disappoint for other teams. We know that as well. So I can't wait for that to happen at, at, at that all-star break, and we know exactly uh, who we're playing and going against. You know, because right now we're just basing it off of last year and what we saw. And, and also, obviously, off of free agency, you know what I'm saying, and teams getting better and things like that. So, and let me add, but let me ask you this, though, Will. Um, of those teams that are, are winnable, and, I, and by those teams, I mean like the Detroit, uh, the Orlandos, you know, those, those kind of teams. Which one of those do you think, and, and, you know, like Houston and OKC, which one of those teams do you think can come in and actually steal, you know what I'm saying, a, some of these games from the Bulls? Like, we actually have to be, oh, man, on edge and at our best to beat this young team. I think the Bulls lost a really frustrating one to the Rockets last year. They lost one in Orlando. Like, they did a really good job against bad teams last year for the most part. But, like, no game is – they're not, like, guaranteed to win every game against teams whose record is worse than theirs. So that's where, you know, you've got to make up some of that ground by beating good teams, and you've got to do your best to hold off the ones that aren't as good as you. Uh, I'm curious what you guys think. You know, our, our friends at points bet, I think the original line came out at 41 and a half wins. Um, I believe it's been bet up a little bit to 43 and a half. Do you, does seeing this schedule change your opinion or, um, I guess, would you take the over or under at this point? See that that's why Vegas is Vegas. Cause right now, if you ask me today, mm-hmm. take the over under on 43 and a half, I'd be like, 
can I can I can I just pick forty three? Because <laughs> like I'm I'm not super I think, confident. I think that's the under. You know. Yeah, technically that is the under, but I mean, it's like it's right there. That's right around where I feel they'll be, somewhere around the mid-40s where they were last year. Mm. I, I would love to say confidently that they're going to win more than the 46 that they won last season. Mm-hmm. I can't say that right now. Yeah. The East either stayed as good as they were or got better yeah. this offseason. They did. And we've talked at length about the fact that we feel like the Bulls really only improved around the margins, and so much of this is going to come down to the health of their core guys. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's where I'm yeah, at. I think over. For, for me, <laughs> Go ahead. you're taking the over. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Surprise, surprise. Uh, yes. And you're under for surprise, me, surprise. People keep asking me, like, are they going to beat their record assuming full health? Like, mm. they can't, you can't assume full health. I'm not, I don't think that's like a thing that you can assume at this point. So mm. for me, I hate to say it, but I'm also going to go under at this point. That could change depending on injuries well, or the rest of the Lonzo's or, not playing until January, yeah. so... This is this is not source. This was this was a hopeful expression that I hope he's back by mid January. I just I just want people to start yelling at you on Twitter. <laughs> they they already yell at me plenty. You do not need to they do. stir they the really pot do. anymore. Um but yeah, I mean I'm I'm uh I'm baking in some regression on some of the great things that we saw last year. Not too much, but for me it's more about the health and just not being able to fully expect, you know, even like 70 games out of Lonzo and Caruso, I think would be incredible, which I, I just don't necessarily see that. No, it's never happened with Lonzo. I I would do a million good deeds between now and October 19th. If we got 70 plus games out of Caruso and Lonzo each. Dude, that would be amazing. If you had athletic greens every day for a full year, if it meant Lonzo played 70 games, would you do it? Why do you think I'm drinking Athletic Greens right now? <laughs> He's starting. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> Delicious. Oh, man. Um, all right. We're going to spend the remainder of today's show talking about the moves that the Cavs made in the offseason. But before that, Big Dave, you want to give one more quick shout-out to PointsBet? If, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to continue to help us to grow it's to download that PointsBet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. Because not only are you going to you get those two, count them, one, two, risk-free bets up to $2,000. But if you make a $50 more first-time deposit, you will receive that free CHGO membership, which unlocks all that awesome web content. And you'll even get a free T-shirt of your choice from that CHGO. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're here in this beautiful state of Illinois in this wonderful city of Chicago where the weather outside is awesome, it looks like Batman should be out there fighting some crime because it's gloom and doom, which means it's chill. And I love it. You can download that PointsBet app right now, register your account from start to finish, and you can do it all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life. When can you start doing that, Matt? In seconds. Mm, so what are you waiting for? Once that game starts, you don't just bet. Thrillinium, tell them what they do. Live your bet life. Joey. Mm. Uh, we don't have the good sound effects over here. Uh, I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was, I love, it just sounded so funny when you were just like, Joey. 
It's like in the last. <laughs> like, well, we haven't, we have like not been doing the sound effects <laughs> nearly as regularly. So that's true. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. It's because yeah. the read got switched up. Yeah, switched okay. up again. It's all right, points bet. We'll be in mid-season form in no okay. time. Don't worry. You gotta, we'll you gotta keep the reads fresh. Yeah, yeah. The we'll old read. I was like, if I read this one more time, I'm gonna jump off the roof. But then. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm just going to end up hanging out with shirtless guy. Uh, all right, y'all. Uh, we're going to have to do this a little bit rapid fire style uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's start with their draft. 14th overall first round. Ochai Abaji, the stud from Kansas. When I say stud, I mean stud. There you have a look at his measurements. He's 6'6", 217. He's got a 6'10 wingspan. Um, he was the final four MOP, most outstanding player. Mm-hmm. In addition to being the 21-22 NCAA champion, Big 12 Player of the Year, All Big 12, Big 12 Tourney Most Valuable Player, All Big 12 Tourney, of course, this guy's a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, 94th percentile in college basketball last season at 1.27 points per catch and jump uh, and shoot jump shot. Also mm-hmm. 94th percentile, 1.45 points per shot around the rim in the half court. This guy's got an NBA body. Yeah. He's got NBA shooting splits in his senior year at Kansas, 47.5 from the field, mm-hmm. oh, just over 40% from downtown, mm-hmm. 74 from the free throw line. Yeah. I, there's not anything I don't like about Abaji's game. Yeah, like definition of a 3 and D guy. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he is. Um, fits every – checks every box, you know, that he has. The only knock I would say I have on him is big moments. Is he, is he going to be that – because he kind of shied away some of those big moments, you know what I'm saying, in the tournament. He did. Numbers kind of dwindled, went a little bit down for what have you. Maybe teams were playing them a little tougher, but I noticed he wasn't taking certain shots that I wanted him to take in, in those moments like that. But honestly, going to Cleveland, he's not going to be asked to be that dude like that. You know what I mean? So I don't really see that as a big issue for him. This is going to ask him to be what he has been, and that's really a remarkable elite 3-and-D basketball player. So, yeah, man, he's going to fit right in. They, they've got nothing but size and length. And wings out there. So, yeah, he's going to fit right in. Well, I think he's a solid fit for them. I get why they did it. I disagree with the process. Like, mm-hmm. and this is, this speaks to my overall grade for them, which is, I think, maybe lower than some might have it. But I just feel like their core right now is Darius Garland, who's 22, Evan Mobley, who's 20, 21, and Jared Allen, who's 24. Why are you selling out on win now caliber players? when your core is that young, like you can still, they basically got a gift by having this lottery pick. They traded it to um, the Pacers lottery protected and obviously missed the playoffs. So they got to keep it in the Ricky Rubio trade. So they got Levert and get to keep their pick and they're going for like a undersized three and D wing. Um, I would have taken Tari East in there. Obviously, I think you guys know how much I loved that dude, but um, yeah, I just think they, their off season was really, sort of underwhelming and didn't didn't really love a lot of their moves um, especially when you have such an exciting core for the future like I think you got to be thinking a little bit more upside and a little less win now um, and that I think that pick sort of reflects their overall decision making so again I respect the fact that they have a plan but just wouldn't have gone that way myself it's interesting that you say that will because you know Tari Eason certainly projects more as a big in the NBA. Uh, whereas, you know, Abaji is a wing. 
And if I look at the Cavs roster from last season coming into this season, they got a million bigs. You know what they didn't have? A wing-sized wing. They were starting Lowry at the three last year. Yeah. And I'm like, some people say that it worked a little bit better for them than it did for the Bulls. I Like, to me, the, a wing is, is the piece that they needed, not another big. Well, I think uh, Agbaji is like, he, I mean, 6'4". Like, six he's four, a little yeah. too small, I think, to play... He's listed at six five wings. and a half. I know that's wild, but he he's like six that's, four. Every everywhere I've looked has said six four. I think Tari is more capable of guarding the three for sure. I mean, his jumper is more of a work in progress, and it'll probably never get to the point where Agbaji's is now. But again, I I would be going with upside. I would be trying to develop this group together as opposed to just like trying to put the most win now possible guys around them. Um, maybe it works. They they still have Karis Levert. They still have Sexton. Um, who they can retain if they so choose. There's not like no other talent upgrades there, but um, yeah, I just, I didn't love the pick. I would have gone another direction. And, and see, it's fun. I agree with what Will was saying about the team and the blah of it, but I kind of disagree about the pick only because when I see him, Will, and I look at the Cavs, I'm thinking of their health. And that was one of the things that really bothered them last year is a lot of those guys were gone and a lot of those guys are hurt. Karis LeVert is known for not being there. You know what I'm saying? He's going to get injured. Like, those things happen. Losing Ricky Rubio for that whole season definitely impacted that team because he was having a great year. Uh, Lowry is another dude we know who gets hurt often, you know what I'm saying, for that team. And so you have to get those. I think they were making that pick thinking of that, of we don't really want to lose a step, you know, if we're going to be trying to make this run like we were doing last year. So picking up a rookie like that who plays that wing, could be that 3 and D, hit that three-pointer, and play that defense – you can still kind of carry on. And of course, he's a rookie. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a learning curve and all those things for him. But I, that's why I see his fit with this team. It's more so them worrying about, you know, the health of the future or planning for the health of the future more so than just pushing their, all their chips to the front of the table kind of thing. Like I said, I get it. I understand why they did it. I see the vision. I just – that's not how I would have continued on with the the rebuild that I think – I mean, they, they really – performed at a super high level with Ricky Rubio on the court. And I think that jump started their rebuild a little bit further on. Obviously Garland took like a massive all-star leap. Um, Jared Allen was playing out of his mind, but they had a similar thing to the bulls where, you know, injuries popped up and they just weren't as good. And I think they had a real opportunity. Like you mentioned Karis Levert and, and his injuries. Like, I just, I don't know if I would have made that trade. Cause now you've got to pay him. Um, so I, I don't know. They're, they've just made a bunch of moves that, I'm not super crazy about. I get what they're trying to do and why they're trying to do it. Maybe part of that was to like try to convince LeBron to come back, although he just signed his extension um, to stay with the Lakers. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just I think they they should have been looking up a little bit more than trying to like continue just being the best version of themselves. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, Fire! That's what I'm talking about, Will. Before we move on to their free agent signings this offseason, we should make note of the fact that they had three picks in the second round. All the way down to 56, they took Luke Travers, who played for Perth in the NBL in Australia. My guy. uh, At 39, they drafted uh, Khalifa Diop, who is the Senegalese player who played in Spain professionally last season. Okay. A lot of people thought he could have been a first-round pick. He fell to them at 39. Mm-hmm. He was with um, uh, he was with Abaji for their like introductory press conference, even though he was a second-rounder. Mm-hmm. And then also, squeezing between those two second-round picks, 
They went with Evan Mobley's younger yeah, brother. I didn't like that at all. Isaiah Mobley, 49th out of USC. You, you didn't like the fact that no. they were hoping for another brilliant Mobley that they could add to the mix? I start bringing in brothers when you start showing me MVP quality stuff. So the Thanassuses of the world. Yeah. So the Anna the Compos. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'll go get your brother. I'll get your whole family over here if you want on the squad. Look at, look at the shirt Matt is wearing now. I've never seen anybody go to Cleveland on vacation. Yeah, the joke if yeah. you think you have this cornerstone in Evan Mobley, is it really too early to start saying we're gonna get we're just gonna yeah. put some pieces around you to make yeah. you happy? Because yeah, it's too early. If you <laughs> is it for me, it is. Like I, well, I, you know, I just good. I'm not saying they're not Cleveland. Good. They're Cleveland. I got to see that. I got to see more before I'm going and pulling family members in here. Brian Erlach is again. I remember when the Bears drafted his brother, but that was when Brian Erlacher was doing Brian Erlacher's stuff. Then you go get his brother. After one year in Cleveland, it, and he had a good year, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, no, nah, bro. Like, I, I got to see more before I start going and getting family members and bringing them over. That's just me. Just saying, it's Cleveland, yeah, I mean, you know? They, Sorry, Will. They, no. I, I just don't – yeah, I'm not crazy about any of their draft picks. I feel like they could have gone different directions. I mean, I don't – maybe Mobley is being taken – you know, before pick 57, which is, I think, their last pick, or 56. Um, like, they could have gotten him there and gone for somebody else before that. Uh, Kendall Brown was available at 48. They could have taken him with their first second rounder. EJ Liddell was there. Josh Minot, Minot, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Ryan Rollins, a bunch of guys that I think will be pretty solid NBA players. So, again, I think they're just going for fit across the board in a situation where I don't think – they're quite at that level where they can just only be looking at fit now. And they did that on the free agent market as well. I'll give you an example. Watching Lamelo um, in his rookie season, what he was doing and balling out of control early on, and we saw it, what they do? Immediate, hey, Leangelo, you want to come play for this? You want to come play for this G League team? Come on through. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What he end up with? Rookie of the year. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that, true. That's the stuff. I think, got I think Mobley's at that level. Mobley I would rather should, have I mean, Mobley's better than LaMelo. I got to see more. Claimed. I want more. He's, he's going to be I, I think, like I think Mobley's like a legit like, player of the year. Best player on the team stuff. Like, the people on miss are best. Like, Garland's the best player on their team. That's him. That's it. Your second best player is not going to make me go get your brother. Like, that ain't the case. Everybody I talked about was the best player on the team. Erlacher, oh. LaMelo, uh, Giannis, these are all your best players. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I will go get whoever you want. LeBron James, kid, yes. Who you want? You want me to go get him? First round pick? I got you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, you got to do would that. absolutely not waste a pick on Bronny James if it Anybody, meant getting if, a season of a 41-year-old LeBron. Listen, There's man, no way I would do that. I'm, I'm rolling that dice. Cool. <laughs> yes, I would. I thought, I thought you learned a thing or two when we were out in Vegas this summer. Apparently not. That's, uh, did you not see a, me on the roulette a, table? That is a bad dice to did roll. Did you not see me on the roulette that's, table, sir? That's a, that's a bad Come dice to now. roll. That's all I'm saying. Uh, okay, <laughs> speaking of Darius Garland, though, let's move on to their free agent signings that Will was so underwhelmed by. Mm. Keeping Darius Garland on that designated rookie extension, five years, one just a shy of $193 million, mm. to me, just doing that much in the same way that the Bulls just keeping Zach on a max contract, give them credit for that. The fact that Darius Garland was like, yeah, I'll stay in Cleveland. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for the contract. Good job. Garland's a stud. You, you know that I've been a fan of Garland since the draft that you he have. came out of. Like, you I've have. always loved Garland. 
continue to prove that it's him and not Sexton that is the guy in Cleveland moving forward, the guy that they're going to pair with Evan Mobley. Uh, Any of you guys have any specific thoughts on on the Garland extension? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's good. It's good that he did the extension. You know what I'm saying? I'll just say that. It's good he did the extension. Go ahead, Will. I just think it's, like, even less – you you compared it to Zach. Like, I think it's even less of a – of a notable thing because he was a restricted. It was his rookie extension. Like he, he's not going anywhere. It's just like, there's, there was zero risk there. That was, that was just going to happen. So I don't, I mean, I guess I give them credit for doing it, but they, there was no other option. I mean, that was always going to happen. It, the I mean, the Rubio Cleveland. one. Yeah. But like, again, he's not passing up 158 million to go <laughs> play on a $7 million qualifying offer. Like, no, he can demand a trade. But, uh, and maybe he will. Uh, yeah. The one that I actually do like, probably my favorite move for them was Rubio. They basically traded him to the Pacers after he tore his ACL and brought him back for much less money. He's probably going to miss. 3.4 is great value. He's going to miss some time this year, but like he really made them go. And I think that's why I was like, why are you trying to load up on guys when like the the real fulcrum of your offense was a 35-year-old? Like, you still need to be adding talent at that point. I do credit them for bringing him back. He obviously like, you know, played with some magic there and it worked. But again, I think that's a good enough reason to continue to add talent than just, you know, rely on a 30 plus year old who just tore his ACL. Yeah. I mean, I, when they brought Rubio back, I was like, really, you know, obviously knowing the recent injury history and you, you just said, you know, off the cuff, you know, a 35 year old so-and-so who actually was that important to the team. I thought that Rubio was that old too, Will. I thought Rubio was like 37. <laughs> when I looked at when I looked it up yesterday when I was doing a little Cavs overview, you know what I found out? Ricky Rubio's 31. <laughs> He'll be 32 like early on at the start of this upcoming season, but he's I could have sworn he was 37. Yeah, man, it's the beard. That's all. It's the beard and the ponytail. But that, that I mean, if if he gets right health-wise, yeah. having a vet P- PG like that on three years at six mil a year, yeah. that, that's a good contract. I mean, he proved it. Yeah, that, it's definitely that it's definitely a good contract. But again, you're he, he's this is going to be his age thirty two season. I don't think he plays. So you're paying you're paying him to not play this year, and then for his age thirty three season and thirty four season, he really made them better. I'm not saying this is a bad move at all, and I think the value there is fantastic. Like they basically got him on the taxpayer mid level, but. Um, it's not about him for me. It's about like the idea that if he was the one that made your offense as good as it was, don't you think you should also be looking to add more talent in the draft or make bigger swings on talent in free agency? So uh, it wasn't really about him. I don't think that was a bad move by any means. It was just like the the Depending on Ruby lack <laughs> of, you know, they. I don't really feel like they have a good sense of their identity. I mean, again, this is a team that went after Lowry Markin and played small forward. It's just like, I don't really, I don't think they have a true sense of who or what they are right now. And I think that's holding them back a little bit. Oh, the fire. I love this. But that's fact. Like, that's mm-hmm. real. That's real. If you're relying on Rubio, like, you really have the direction. I feel you. Uh, shout out to Bob Johnson in the comments who said, can I get a shout out? There you are. There's a shout out. Shout out to you. Uh, I love this joke from Jason Roberts. He said, Ricky Rubio and Andre Drummond both born on leap years. When you're talking about NBA guys who you think are way older than they actually are. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It's real. Uh, real. Two other very low-key free agent signings for the Cavs. 
Robin Lopez on a one-year deal, just under three mil. Raul Neto, one year, two and a half. Uh, I liked. I think it was uh, Buckness in the comments saying having Rolo back in the Central Division means we get more Rolo versus Benny the Bull content this, this season, is true. This which is true. I love. Yes, Rolo versus Benny. Is there anything better? No, there's not. Robin Lopez is awesome. He is beloved here. Uh, can't wait to see him and Benny go at it. You know what I'm saying? Go back and forth with it. Like Robin Lopez being in the league just makes the league better. It <laughs> does. It does. It's, it's true. It's awesome. He's here. Love Robin Lopez and love uh, Raul Zinho, one of two, I think, Brazilian players in the league. So shout out oh, to him. Shout out. Uh, all right, gentlemen. So now let's, uh, before we wrap up, take a quick look at our grades and projections for the Cavs mm-hmm. uh, for their offseason and for the 22-23 season. Mm-hmm. So I was a little kinder on my grade than both of you. I gave him a B minus. Yeah, you how? guys both gave him flat C's. How did he get a B minus? Uh, and we all have them in that play-in range yeah. as far as where we see them stacking up. So nothing that would bump them up from where they were, which was, by the way, they finished in the 7-8 slot, right? Mm, mm. So they lost their first playing game and then went down to the winner of the 9-10 and then lost that game to right. Atlanta, right. thus getting bounced from the actual right. real playoffs. So we all see them not really making a big step this season. No, and can I just say it's awesome to be on the same page with Will on this one. Yeah. Because he said everything that I was thinking when, when I gave them that C. Because actually my original grade was eh. Yeah. <laughs> like I had typed that out. I was like eh. And then I was like, well, just give them a C then. I wasn't impressed by what they really did in the offseason. The rookie that they got in the draft, I was like, okay, I like him. But if your biggest signing, you know what I'm saying, of course you get Garland back. But now outside of that, it's, it's Ricky Rubio. And I'm like – that's that's not enough. It didn't feel like that's enough for me. You still didn't address certain things. Like, you still got to worry about Lowry because we know who Lowry is, right. right? You still got to answer that question there, man. And if you're running back what you did last year, uh, you, I think you're putting a lot more on those young guys, you know what I'm saying, to be great early. You know what I mean? And and I think they need more time to grow in the season and do some things. Not Garland. Garland's elite. He's fine, man. But a couple of those guys I just think need that time and – yeah, I just think they're still in that play-in game. Even though they're going to be a fun team to watch, they're going to have some great games, but they're still going to have some things to deal with. I, I, it was underwhelming for me, Will. Yeah, I think I kind of, as, as I was ranting here, talked myself uh, down. I'd probably go even a little bit lower. But at the same time, I think they really do have maybe um, among the sort of top eight or nine teams in the East, the most internal room for development with Garland, Mobley, and Allen. Like, they have an amazing young core, and those guys will get better. I do think they'll struggle out of the gate without Rubio. Who knows what happens with Sexton? I think you do have to, like, give them some demerits there because they just, like, have kind of tied their hands now with that situation. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I was just pretty underwhelmed by most of their signings. They're going to have to pay Karis LeVert. Kevin Love is off the books next year. Like, I just don't really know what their direction is. And um, I don't ever want to, like, criticize teams too heavily for not taking huge swings. Like, I think I probably have been a little bit unfair on the Bulls for, like, not making a huge swing when there probably weren't any to be had. So I'm not going to, like, discredit them too much there. But it's these smaller moves, like drafting Agbaji, um, like, not, you know, Gallon Sexton would be a trade asset if they got him at the right price. And maybe they just can't come to the right terms, but like to really alienate him and push him out and basically either lose him for nothing or have him play on the qualifying offer and then lose him for nothing is just like a bad situation. So I don't love the way that they've handled their business and set themselves up cap wise. Uh, didn't love what they did in the draft, but you also have to just 
credit what they've done so far to build what's one of the best cores in the league and hope that those guys can continue to develop. So for me, I'm in the play-in for them. I think they end up approximately where they were last year. I do think they surge a little bit towards the end when Rubio gets healthy and maybe going into the 23-24 season are really starting to trend upwards. Uh, we got a couple people debating Colin Sexton in the comments. Young Niall Bull. saying Sexton makes them a guaranteed playoff team, in my opinion. Charlie saying you're overrating Sexton. He's not even a starter for that team. Levert is better than Sexton. That's the other key thing we should make note of here as we wrap up our evaluation of the Cavs offseason. Colin Sexton, still unsigned. Not on a contract. Crazy. What What's going to happen there? 20-point score in the uh, league, man. Like. Good. Is he going to stay in Cleveland or is he going to go elsewhere? That's still a huge wild card so for that team. Um, I just quickly, I was maybe a little too generous. I was choosing between a C plus and a B minus. I went with a B minus because I really like Abaji. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm too high on him, but I just really, really like him. Okay. And he's a solid player. I don't right. think he's like bad. I just, I also the think idea. there's a chance that Diop at 39 steal. Interesting. There's okay. not a whole lot we know from him after having played, you know, overseas in Spain last season, but. I like what I know so far about Diop. He could be a big steal for them. Okay. So those two draft picks is why I bumped him up to a B minus. Kind of wild. I just saw an NBA University coincidentally uh, best field like lowest field goal percentage allowed at the rim amongst qualifying bigs. Cavs have four guys in the top ten. Mm. It's not surprising. Jared Allen number one, Dean Wade number two, Dean Wade, Mobley's number five, and Laurie Markkinen at ten. That's yeah, not yeah. Okay, that, 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 stat that. Yeah. Number, <laughs> that stat is void. Number that is void. Number three is Will's favorite player in the league, Isaiah Hartenstein. So and who's number nine on that list, Joey? Who's number nine on that list? Number nine. Wendell Carter Jr. Hey, oh. look so at Will. What's more impressive is that Will literally clearly knew exactly what list I was referencing and yes, already had that's the, the thrill. And sir. had the, he had the order memorized. He goes, who's, who's not? Are, are we shocked by this? This is the no, cult. No, it just actually, It actually just came up on my feed too, so I can't take the, <laughs> the memorization credit. No, there, go like no, you gotta let that linger so we can add to your your air your aura out here man you gotta let that linger you you had that prepared ready to go he knew it was on uh mm -hmm. all right we are just about out of time just a few things before we get out of here first of all keep it locked on the chgo sports youtube channel we got cubs post game and socks post game hey. coming up socks are in a deep hole right now deep. uh in their last game against the astros 12 to 4 top of the seventh mm -hmm. cubs holding a tight one nothing lead over the orioles bottom of the six right now we'll have post games from both of those crews for you plus pre-game and post game before and after Bears Seahawks tonight preseason ah, game two. Let's do it. Keep uh, keep tuned in for for our Bears crew doing pregame and postgame. Bears. Also, uh, we are off tomorrow. Bears. There is a Bulls HQ podcast episode dropping hey, for hey. you guys in your podcast feeds featuring Will the Goat and our guy Mark K. Hey, so keep an eye out for that tomorrow morning. One more reminder: go read Will's column breaking down the Bulls schedule that's on allchgo.com right now. And because you and I are off tomorrow, Dave. Got to give a happy day early birthday shout out to my pops who turns the big 7-0 tomorrow. Ooh, happy birthday, wow. pops. Papa Peck. He's about to be 70. Patrick Williams, still only 20 <laughs> for another week. Six more days, baby. <laughs> Ooh, I, Mark, you know Mark's counting those days now. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for watching today's show. Hit that thumbs up button if you haven't already. Helps us out a lot. Tell your friends. Follow us, CHO underscore Bulls on Twitter. Bulls underscore pack. Bow BAWL Sports. Won't Gottlieb. Shout out and appreciation as always to our pal and our producer Joey, Joey. running things behind the scenes. 
love that TNT Bulls graphic. It was great. Bulls Nation, listen to that Bulls HQ pod in your feeds tomorrow. We will see you next week. Have a wonderful weekend. Have fun. Be safe. See Red. Be good.